0: Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. We are a church with a heart for people and the message of Jesus. It is our desire that you'll be drawn closer to God through today's teaching. To access notes from today's message, go to foxriverchristian.org slash message. Thanks for listening. Hey,
1: everybody. We are so glad to have you with us because there is a personal, there is a special word that God has for each and every one of us because I am so convinced of this, I'm gonna ask you, if you would please, if you can right now, just to stop whatever else it is that you're doing to be able to give your undivided attention to this. So if you can grab a seat, think of it just like being here um, at Fox River with that undivided attention. I'm gonna start out just by asking, what are you feeling with the coronavirus and all of its effects? And if you would, please just Feedback with me right now. If you're on a chat or you can jump on the chat, do that real quickly. If you're on Facebook, if you can give us your reactions or just an emoji, if I hit something that you're feeling, then let us know that. Today, are you feeling fearful? No, no shame whatsoever, but if that's an emotion that's gripping you, feedback, would you? How about sick? Maybe you're angry you would be depressed or worried. Are you feeling helpless? Maybe anxious right now? How about this? Are you just frustrated with this whole coronavirus thing and how it's impacting you? For me, that is one of the strongest emotions that I have right now. For sure, the world is living under the cloud COVID-19 right now, and each and every one of us find ourselves under this same cloud. It is affecting us physically, emotionally, and spiritually. You may have this cloud hanging over your home. Maybe you've been there 24-7. It feels like you've been grounded or your kids feel like they've been grounded and they haven't even done anything wrong to deserve it. With the education that's going on there, the schooling that's going on, it could be you're feeling like, this just isn't going as good, my kids aren't getting the education that they need, and that's something that's frustrating. That cloud's hanging over you that way. For some, as I mentioned school, that's where the cloud's hanging over you. Hard to believe that you're actually missing going to school. You may not be missing the classroom, so to speak, but for sure you're missing being able to interact with your friends the extracurricular, the sports. Some of you have been dreaming like for 18 years about prom and it just isn't going to happen. Your graduation, it's not going to happen. So many things just been like taken away from you, right? I mean, that cloud looms dark over us. It could be financially that the cloud is hanging over you, maybe with regards to work. Some right now, I mean, you're being overworked by COVID-19. Others, you're without work. I've talked to so many that are business owners, and you're not sure what all is going to happen and how this is going to shake out and if you're going to survive this. At church, the cloud is hanging here. I mean, things are dark. Now, we have never closed church, but there's so many things that we want to be doing that we're just not able to be doing, and the plans that we had... All of those have been put on hold for right now. So how are we going to get out from underneath this cloud? And God's word to us regarding that is this. That we always are joyful. That we pray continually. And that we give thanks whatever happens. This is God's word to each and every one of us that are under the cloud today. Some might be thinking, some are chatting back with us right now. It's like, I can't do this. Always be joyful. Pray continually. I mean, get real. Some are going, like, is there anything practical that you have for us? But remember, this is Jesus' word to us. And Jesus would say this, I'm as serious as a heart attack, when I tell you that you can always be joyful, that you can pray continually, and that you can give thanks whatever happens. Jesus would tell us this. It's how I lived my life when I was on this earth. And no, it wasn't easy for me either. These words were originally given to Christians who were very much in circumstances like we face in our lives. They had relational problems. They had work issues. They had real temptations. They had losses in their life, losses of loved ones. They had sickness. They just had difficulties in their life as well. But it was compounded by a persecution that was intended, and it was intense it was intended to strip away their faith from them and get them to walk away from this Jesus who was changing their life that way. Why would Jesus tell us to do this? And why is always the operational question, isn't it? There is a reason that Jesus tells us that this is so important. It's because he knows that without this, this is, is what we are going to remain under. But we can get out from this by, I don't want you to say it with me, say it out loud at home, but always be joyful, pray continually, and give thanks whatever happens. This is God's will for us. In fact, That's how verse 18, you'll notice this is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. It's how verse 18 ends. And this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The way we walk in God's will is by taking this to heart. I'm sure we're asking, how are we going to do that? Fox River, we are really blessed. We've been blessed here by having some very wise and some very gifted Bible teachers. As I thinking about this that we're in right now, the battle with not simply the coronavirus, but all of the effects and its impact on us, Kristen, who has over, or almost 20 years in the military, but some very unique life experiences, is especially prepared to help us in preparing ourselves this battle that we are going to be um, continuing in. So would you welcome with me Kristen right now? I mean get those hand claps going on the screen right now. Kristen we are so glad to have you with us.
0: Thanks Pastor Guy and thank you Fox River for having me this weekend. My name is Kristen and it is an absolute honor to be here with you. I've been a member here at Fox River for over 12 years, and I've been a believer in Christ for about 16 years. I have a really awesome story about how I was saved in the middle of the desert on deployment that you can ask me about sometime later. Um, But today, I just want to share with you um, some of my military experience and how some of that can be applicable today. Um, I want to talk about fighting and training, and I'm going to teach you a little bit about what that means in just a second. But normally when I'm speaking to audiences, I would start out by asking you, how are you doing? And I really feel like right now that's an absolutely unfair question. So what I want to know from you guys is, what is one thing that's going well in your life this week? I want you guys to go ahead and post that in the comments and tell us one thing that's going well in your life this week. For me, I was actually able to get online and continue teaching my faith and fitness classes live on Facebook um, and getting to interact with my people that way, even if I didn't get to see them in person. That brought me so much joy. But last week, it wasn't like that. Last week was just really weird for me. It was strange. It didn't seem like anything was going well. Usually during times of trial and heartache, I am someone that will draw closer to God. I will run to him. I will immerse myself in scripture. I can hear him clearly. I can feel him so closely. But last week, it wasn't that way. I wasn't panicking and I wasn't fearful. I was just merely existing. I found myself complacent. And if there's one thing that I know to be true, is that complacency kills. And I know that my uh, first responders, law enforcement, and military friends all understand exactly what that means. That complacency kills. And complacency is not a place where God wants us to be, especially right now. And in my complacency last week, here's where I found myself. I found myself crying out to God and saying, God, where are you? God, what's next? God, what do we do? God, why can't I hear you? And so when Pastor Guy and the team reached out and asked me to come share some words of encouragement with you today, I realized I already had that answer that I had learned months ago with a mission that God had placed on my heart. He had already answered the question of what's next? What do I do? How do I move out of complacency? And today I wanna share that with you. God laid this mission on my heart months ago for a completely different audience under completely different circumstances. But I know that this mission that he gave me, these steps that he gave me, it's gonna be true today as well. But I wanna lead into sharing my experience with you by letting you know, no matter where you are right now, no matter how you're experiencing the pandemic that we're in, no matter what you're feeling, no matter how far away you feel from God or how close you feel to him, that I am in it with you. That we here as a church at Fox River, we're in it with you. And if you're someone who has entered into this pandemic experience, this season of um, where this cloud is just over us, and if you've entered into that on top of experiencing a loss or experiencing trauma, I want you to know that I'm in it with you and you are not alone. I myself am an unexpected, newly single mom of four adopted children all that have some level of special needs. And walking out of a season of difficulty and trauma into this pandemic can sometimes just feel like it's too much and can sometimes feel overwhelming and hopeless. And so if that's you, if you feel like your life is too messy right now, and if you feel like you're in a season of hopelessness, I want you to know that the encouragement I have to share with you today is still applicable for you. I feel like it's applicable for all of us. And so what I wanna share with you is the biggest lesson that I have learned in my almost 20 years of military experience. And it's this, you fight like you train. You fight like you train. Process that with me for a second. You fight like you train. And so I wanna ask you something right now How are you training? Have you trained? Are you currently training right now? Or are you merely existing in a sea of complacency like I was last week? And right now, it might seem like we are in the biggest fight of our lives that we have ever experienced. But I wonder, I just wonder, and I'm constantly asking God, Is this just the perfect time for us to train? Are we really not fighting, or have we been given an opportunity to train? And so, I want to teach you how to train today. I want to teach you how to train and be prepared for the fight with three things that are true that I did every single day of my almost 20 years of military experience, no matter where I was stationed, whether I was overseas, whether I was in combat training, or whether I was just driving down to the port of Milwaukee for a weekend drill. There are three things that are true. And number one, every single day on duty, is I got dressed. Now stay with me, I am not talking about moving and changing out of your comfy clothes, your pajamas or your yoga pants or whatever you're wearing, you can keep those on. I am talking about getting dressed in the uniform of the day. Every single day, no matter where I was, we were told exactly what to wear. We knew what to put on, what order to put it on from our boots all the way up to our cover. But you guys, as warriors for the kingdom, we have a uniform of the day as well. And that uniform comes from the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. And so I'm going to ask you guys to get up off the couch and just join me for a second, involve the whole family, and we're just going to move a little bit. But we're going to practice putting on our uniform of the day as believers in Christ. And just humor me for a little bit and go along with this Um, Because I promise you that tomorrow when you wake up, it's going to be in your memory and you're going to thank yourself that you did. So let's go through it. In Ephesians 6, Paul tells us that God gives us armor and it's invisible armor that we can't see, but it is so important for us to wear every single day. And it's the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of of the Spirit, We're going to go through that again. Join with me, you guys. We are going to put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. And you guys, if we put that on every single day, first thing when we wake up, we will be prepared to report for duty. We will be prepared for the fight, we will be prepared for whatever comes our way. Second thing that I did every single day, no matter where I was stationed, no matter what I was doing, is I reported for duty in my uniform of the day and I listened for my orders. I listened for my orders. It's the warrior's requirement to show up and let their commanding officer know that they are ready for duty and ready to follow through with whatever orders come their way. But here's the thing, is that listening for your orders when you're in a formation is you are listening for your orders in the position of attention. Now, please stay standing with me. I hope you guys are still up. If not, I'm gonna ask you to rise again. We're gonna do this together. Position of attention looks like this. Your heels are together. Your arms are straight down at your side. You're looking forward directly at your commanding officer. But here's the thing about standing at attention. I want you to stay right there and listen to me. In the position of attention, when you're ready to hear your orders, you are still. You have no distractions. There's no feed to follow. There's nobody else talking. There is nothing distracting you. You have a heart that is ready to receive information. You have a mind that's ready to process it, and you have an attitude that is ready to execute it. And here's the thing about the position of attention is you can respond to your commanding officer in this position. You can respond, and you can talk back, and you can communicate. But until your commanding officer is ready to show up and give you orders, you will be in the position of parade Rest, hear me again, parade, rest. It is a resting position and we stay here unable to talk in this position because it is a position that we stay in until the commanding officer tells us that they are ready to give us orders. And we stay here resting until they say, attention. Now imagine just for a second, you guys can have a seat. I hope you were joining me in the living room and having a little fun, get your bodies moving. Um, Now imagine though with me, imagine what if we came to Jesus every day, every time we cried out to him with that position, position of attention. And what if we knew that he might just have us in a position of parade rest for days or weeks, or even months, and that position is uncomfortable. But what if right now might just be that time to stand in parade rest and wait until you hear your orders? Third thing that we did every single day, once we got dressed, once we listened to our orders, the third thing is we executed our mission. In the military or in any uniform service, law enforcement, fire department, anyone in a uniform service, when you get your orders, there is no questioning what you're supposed to do. You don't get to sit down and scroll through Facebook to see if someone else is doing it better. You don't get to sit down and question and ask, did they really say that? They really want me to do what? Our job in the military, when we are given orders, is to execute the mission immediately. Execute the mission immediately. I know some of you are asking, well, I have no clue what my mission is. What am I supposed to be doing during this time where everything feels hopeless? What is my mission? And some of you, you know your mission because it's on the front lines and you're continuing to work and you have a job. You're being overworked and you're showing up. And for some of us, We're back home, wishing we could do something, having no idea what to do, and we're being underworked. But I guarantee you that if every morning you get dressed, you stand at attention, listening for your orders, or you hit the position of parade rest until your commanding officer is ready to give them to you, you will know what your mission is. And your mission might be something right inside your home. Your mission might be something in your workplace that you're still going to every single day. But whatever it is, we are called to execute our mission immediately. And I truly believe that right now, as a community, as a church, as a nation, and as a world, we have an opportunity to rise up. We have an opportunity to show the love of Christ to others. We have an opportunity to give hope to the hopeless. And we have an opportunity to heal. And I truly believe that if we chose to use this time to train by getting dressed, listening for our orders, and executing our mission, I know that I know that I know we will always be ready for the fight. Why? Because we fight like we train. So thank you for giving me the opportunity today to just share my experience and my heart with you. And I'd like to turn it back over to Pastor Guy as he finishes out our message for the weekend.
1: Kristen, thank you so much for that. Um, I know that I'm going to be writing in my journal this evening, I fight like I train. I mean, that is just so helpful. We just want to finish this out today with the two essentials that we're going to need if we are truly going to always be joyful, pray continually, and give thanks whatever happens. Now, there's more that we want to say. How do we apply this in our families? I mean, we're going to move into that um, next week, Lord willing. But today, this is what we have to have if we're going to be able to do this in our life. Number one, we have to become a child of God. You can't have the joy of Jesus without having Jesus in your life. You can't put on the armor of God if you are not a child of God. You are not going to be able to give thanks in all things if you don't have the power of God or the perspective of God in your life. Being a child of his is so important. But even more than that, God would say, it is the most important thing to me. What would you tell a friend? I mean, if you knew somebody, wasn't yet a child of God, but they're under this cloud, I hope that you would tell them, number one, that God loves them, that they matter to God, and that God wants them to be a child of his. It's the one thing that most people um, would take for granted until they understand the difference between, yes, we're all born in the image of God, we're creating the image of God, but becoming a child of God is a very specific action that we actually have a part in. John is the one that tells us about this. And in John chapter 1, by the way, John was one of Jesus' closest disciples, and his heart was also that people would come to know and experience eternal life, life to the full that Jesus gives to them. But in John chapter 1, verse number 12, he just kind of starts the whole book out with this hope and promise. But as many as received him, that is Jesus, to them he, God the Father, gave the right to become children of God. Today, if you would respond to the gospel, that is that good news, that Jesus was willing to go to the cross, he died for our sins according to the scripture, that he was buried, he rose again, he did all of that, so that we could be forgiven, so that we, in our broken relationship with God, could be restored to become a child of God. And if you haven't done that yet, I so hope by the time, even that we finish today, that you'll open yourself up to this saving grace that Jesus wants to give to you. It's essential, but there's one other essential, and this is as a Christian, that we need to stay connected to Jesus. Let me allow Jesus to speak to us with regards to this. In John chapter 15, as Jesus was speaking to his disciples, he reminded them this, I am the vine and you are the branches. Beautiful, powerful word, word picture. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit because apart from me, you can do nothing verse seven, he goes on to say, if you remain in me, stay connected to me. The old word for that, if you abide in me and my words, they remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. That's an offer of prayer. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the father has loved me, so I have loved you. Let's just say that again. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Remain, stay connected to me in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Jesus says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you. As in, always be joyful. Why? Because my joy is in you, and this is what will make your joy complete. Remember Kristen saying that she became complacent? We do not want to become complacent as far as letting Jesus' words come to us and abide in us. This week, allowing God's word to come to us, some of the easiest ways to do that. If you have not yet um, downloaded the app for version. If you were with us in 2019, we talked about this on a regular basis. But download the app, as you'll see on our screens now. Downloading this app will then allow you to receive a verse of the day. It's like getting a text from God, a personal word from him for your day. I have then, with version, actually um, gone through a couple of the Bible reading plans So helpful. One that I'm doing now is going to take me through uh, the rest of this year, but they've got much shorter ones in there as well. Another super helpful app, and we sent it out this week, is Dwell. It actually reads the Bible to you. It's got some passages that are identified in there um, under certain topics. Really helpful. Now, if you didn't get that, um, it's either because we're in your spam box, lost somewhere or we don't have your contact. But if you'll give that to us right now, just chat that out to us or send us an email, we'll be happy to send you the link for this or just go right to your app store, download Dwell. I think you'll really like that. And of course, we can always just go old school and listening to Jesus, which is picking up our Bible and reading it. And in fact, I'd encourage you this week, go to the book of John and just begin to let Jesus Put his words into us. And as we live them out, we're going to experience everything that he shared with us in the passage that I just read right there. As we now take to heart these words that God has given to us, this personal word of God to us, can I encourage you? First of all, get a screenshot of this. Get it in front of you. Write it on your whiteboard at home. Put it in a place that just every day you're going to read it. I'll bet by the midweek, as you're just going, always be joyful, pray continually, and give thanks, whatever happens, you're going to find that by the end of the week that you'll have memorized this. But I want us to take it to heart in this way to evaluate ourselves, to not get complacent, but to evaluate ourselves in each of these areas. And here's what I want you to do. At the end of the day, would you just grade yourself in this simple way? With regards to always be joyful, go, I did good, I was okay, I didn't do good. Pray continually. I did good, I was okay, I didn't do good. And of course, in giving thanks as well. And as we evaluate ourselves that day, we may not always get it right. We may not be everywhere, but we're going to let this word, taking it seriously in our lives, begin to transform us. And this is going to get us out from the cloud of this. And that's God's desire for us. It's his will for us as well. I mentioned earlier, if you haven't received Jesus, become a child of God. I'd love love for you to do so right now. And I want to invite you in this simple prayer to join me in opening yourself up to Jesus as your Savior. Would you pray with me? Jesus, I'm so grateful that you are willing to go to the cross and do for me what I couldn't do for myself. I come to you now, and I've done some things that I'm certainly ashamed of, not proud of, but I ask you for your forgiveness and for you to take a broken relationship with God and not only make it whole, but to make me a child of God. Thank you for this. And God, thank you for everyone that has just opened themselves up to Jesus. God, thank you that you've given us a word today that can be life changing and get us out from under this cloud that is so dominant in our lives. We love you. We thank you again in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've just received Jesus today, I hope that you'll let us know if you'll enter that in the chat line or if you'll just contact us at 555-888 and text us the word follow. We'd love to be able to just put a resource into your hands. Hey guys, I truly want to say, God bless you and A friend friend just shared with me, I want to pass this on to you now. Live positive and test negative.
0: We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.